Welcome to The Book Report, the podcast where we do book reports on books we haven't read since the last time we did book reports. My name is Natalie, and my pronouns are she, her. And my name is Twin, and my pronouns are also she, her. Remember the Animorphs? Neither do we. This week, we are reading The Experiment by K.A. Applegate, ghostwritten by Amy Garvey in 1999. Do you remember what happened last time? I remember liking it. What was the last time? Squid book. Oh, the squid book. Right. Okay. I remember vaguely liking last time. I think right, what we right, really right. like last Underwater time was swimming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the wild card man. Yeah. We yeah, like yeah, Drode yeah. a lot. I think you did a good voice for Drode. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, yeah. I try. You know, I try. Um you did a good job. Thanks. Okay, why don't I read your book report for this book? <laughs> okay, well, which in the spirit of book of our book reports in the past. I did write it right before, but I think I put in more um, more opinions. I'm changing oh. one spelling error. Okay. Um, and I did put in one pun. All right. <laughs> we'll see how I feel about it when we get there. Okay. okay. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. This week, we read The Experiment, which is told from the perspective of Axe, the worst and most annoying Animorph. The book begins with Axe and Tobias watching TV and Axe's scoop. Marco shows up and they decide to go to the town to see their friends or go get cinnamon buns. But before they can go anywhere, Android Fode X. I see you laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Fode X delivery man Eric shows up with another mission with almost no information. He tells them that the Yerks now have both an animal testing laboratory and a meatpacking plant. And that's probably not a good thing, but also could be no big deal. The gang takes this information and decides to go scope it out. They first hang out by the lab and bird morphs to figure out what's going down. This leads them to decide to morph into chimps to sneak into the lab. Unfortunately, their plan to become chimps is hilariously chaotic and not very good and features the gang landing on top of the chimp truck, demorphing, then climbing into the truck, all while the truck is driving in the middle of the day. Somehow they achieve this without Yerks finding out, then they set the chimps in the truck loose while they morph into the chimps and get into the cages. They're in the facility and are about to escape from their cages when Visser 3 shows up. So to distract from partially morphed Cassie, they fling poop at Visser 3 until he is so mad that he sends the taxons in to eat all the chimps. They escape, but also still have no idea what the Yerks are up to. They decide to break into the meatpacking plant, but due to the Gleep biofilters, can only do it if they are flies in the nose of a cow or cows. So Tobias and Axe acquire steer DNA and are almost seen by drunk college kids. On the day of their infiltration, they both morph into steer, but since neutering doesn't affect their DNA, they are both bulls and almost fight each other. They manage to resist, and while Cassie and Rachel become flies, Marco and Jake end up in charge of driving the truck to the plant, though they clearly do not know how to drive. Once they make it to the plant, Axe and Tobias are sent along the processing line. Axe is almost killed in a really gruesome sequence in the book, but Rachel in Bear Morph saves him. Visser 3 shows up and there's a typical chaotic fight scene until they are able to get into the lab and lock themselves in. It's there that they learn what the Yerks are up to, which is making a chemical to make all human free will go away. They've been testing it on humans, but as the gang learns from the controller scientist, it doesn't work and the scientists have been lying to Visser 3. They free the test subjects and the scientist. The book ends with them all at the mall talking about how pointless the mission is and also eating burgers for some reason. Yep. Mm-hmm. That sure is the book. God, okay, one thing. So, hmm, I thought the pun was clever. 
<laughs> Very good pun. Uh, I appreciated the number of opinions, but I'll tell you the thing that I appreciated the most mm-hmm. was the fact that this book, this report mirrored the book in that only two sentences of it had to do with the year plan, which should yep. have been the primary purpose of the book. Yep. Um, and and it's, it's just two sentences. It's like a small percentage of the actual thing. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very, you know, aligned. Yeah. I appreciated yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to give you an A. I don't see anything wrong with this at all. I mean, I think I deserve an A plus for the pun alone. All right. Well, don't get look at greedy. But, you know. <laughs> Come on, Fodex. Fodex is pretty good. I also okay. Just a side note on that. Uh-huh. When that happens, he's the the. I was about to say the man, but he's not a man. He's an android. The android is standing in the street with a giant FedEx truck hologram around him, which leads me to you could. You could hologram other things this whole time. You could have hologrammed people in cars and just taken them around and helped out in that way so many times. I mean, mysterious, who knows? You could have put the Animorphs inside your hologram, parked in front of the meatpacking plant, and they could have just watched from inside the safety of the hologram. That's what you can do, Eric, and you're not contributing that? What kind of team player are you? I mean, it's kind of our first thing we're going to talk about here, but Eric is just useless. He is so useless. So and he was not useless. useless like two books ago and actually even last book but two books ago in particular when we went to the escort homeworld he at mm-hmm. least did some stuff this book he i mean shows some up- of it was bad stuff but he did yeah, do yeah. some stuff mm-hmm. but like this book he shows up with less than no information like he's just like they bought these two things absolutely did you want to know about it does he okay i don't understand why doesn't eric just if this is the kind of information that i give them why doesn't he just say once a week, I'll send you my, my Yerk report and I'll tell you what buildings Absolutely. they bought. And then you determine what's important, what's not important because 100%. just the purchasing of a building, is that enough to concern them? It seems like then everything should concern them. I agree. The whole thing makes no sense. I'm upset about it. Eric, I'll, I'll also, I should just say, if you haven't heard it in the tone of my voice so far, this book sucked. I hated it. I was so mad. I had to read it. Oh man. By the time I got to the end, I was furious. This book was so rough and so it's rough. not like like the last book, parts of the book were kind of rough because it didn't feel like the right voice for the characters. Like, mm-hmm. I think we talked about how Rachel to me sounded weird. Mm-hmm. Um, this book didn't feel like, like it, it to me, it doesn't seem super ghost written-y. Like it didn't feel wrong. Yeah. Um, it just was bad. And it's it was disappointing. Bad. Oh my God. It was unpleasant to read. It's it's hard, I think, because like last, last season and into this season, no, end of last season, beginning of this season, we had some really good books. Some really good books. I feel like this season in general, we've had a number of really good books. Yeah. This one really, no, um, unacceptable. If we never have to think about this book again, I'll be happy. Yeah, I hated this. And I I knew there was a high probability, like at the beginning of this book, I when they talked about the meatpacking plant, I was like, no, I don't want to read this. I, I had no interest in meatpacking plant descriptions. I don't really mm-hmm. want to hear a plot about a uh, meat yeah. eating slaughterhouse. Like I don't eat meat, which is like my personal choice. And I don't care what anyone else chooses to do, but I just don't imagine, like, I, I, I don't care to hear about it. Same. I don't care. I don't care to hear about the meat. I'll tell you process. also, I'll, I'll tell you also, I'm somebody who 
if the universe let me, I would be a vegetarian. And every now and then I think I should be a vegetarian, but then I remember that I'm allergic to all of the meat yeah, alternatives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. be a vegetarian or I'll die. <laughs> I was like, I was reading this book and I was like, just throwing it right back in my face again, universe. <laughs> just reminding me of all the reasons that I want to be a vegetarian and cannot be. Thank you so much. Yeah, Terrible. it was not great. And well, I think one of the things that made this book so bad, like, okay. We've talked about this before. The Animorphs don't have the best plans all the time. They sure don't. But this book had some terrible plans. The worst plans of this book. What what book number is this? Like 27 or something? Of all the books, this two is of embarrassing. the worst plans we've ever seen. Absolute shit show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my no. God. Okay. I mean, you mentioned this in your book report, but plan number one involved jumping off of a bridge onto a moving car demorphing on top of a moving car surrounded by other cars on a highway Mm -hmm. going to the back of the truck to open the back of the truck while they're in their human forms everybody on the highway can see them breaking into a truck every single person can see them they go in they open the chimps cages and just let them loose onto the highway out of a moving vehicle the chimps go attack people and they're like (laughs) what no, but you were not worried about anybody seeing you? Well, and what really just kills me is they're like, well, we'll be in the dark tunnel. So people, uh, like, it'd be less visibility. Okay, so I have driven in a tunnel before, many times. I was thinking, mm-hmm, when, mm-hmm, as I was sure. doing this, I was envisioning two different tunnels. I was envisioning there's a tunnel that if you're driving from the East Bay, from Oakland, into San mm-hmm. Francisco, on the Bay Bridge, this is one really bright tunnel. It's like really, mm-hmm. it's like white tiles and it is so bright yes. that at night it hurts my eyes driving through it. Yep. There's that one. I was also envisioning the tunnel that goes from Oakland to Alameda, um, which oh, is yeah. <laughs> dark-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but that one, I think but is the darkest tunnel lights. that I can think of. Like that is, I think that is mm-hmm. the darkest tunnel that I can think of. Mm-hmm. And I can still see pretty clearly what's going on around me. And that tunnel is dark and small. Like you couldn't, I don't think you can drive a big truck through that tunnel. It's too short. Yeah. I've never been in a tunnel that is both massive enough for a truck to be in it of that size and has no lights zero lights and I have to imagine the truck is huge it has to be one of those like 18 wheeler trucks because at least those are tall enough where I guess you could demorph on top and no one would see you but it's much shorter than that you can definitely see but but the plan involved going down the back of the truck someone was going to see them no it well didn't make any sense it was a bad plan it made no sense and that's like a part where they they like um they like knock out the drivers of another truck and they go like Marco gets in his gorilla morph and it's like because like they don't want to be seen as humans or whatever but it's like you could have done the maneuver you could have just made a new person in all of these scenarios you could have mixed up DNA of a fake person so that nobody you could do this truck plan that is a bad plan and not look like you you have that power so what the fuck are you thinking does it not seem like Axe should be able to give them a like a lesson on how to do the maneuver thing and then they can all acquire each other and then make up like mixed up versions of each other? Seems like that would be smart. I it makes no no fucking sense. I was as I was reading it, I was furious because I was like, this is the biggest plot hole and I'm just really mad about it. It's not even the first time they've demorphed or morphed in, in like plain view but this one was pretty bad it was just so bad um and i've never driven a truck in my life like this kind of truck sure but 
Well, I buy that like the truck driver, and maybe it's, again, it's 18 wheeler, maybe he can't hear all the chimps in the back. Like, I, I, I guess I can buy that. But they do have rear view and side view mirrors, like not like the way a regular car does, but they have mirrors so they can see what's going on around them. Mm-hmm. And also, I have seen stuff happen when I'm driving where like something falls off of a car, like something like a big item mm-hmm. has fallen off and people honk to let them know like something has fallen. Mm-hmm. No one honked at this truck. No, nope. not one person honked their horn in surprise or alarm about an alarm. So you know. A bunch of chimps escape from your truck. Yeah, like not one person. Nobody called the cops. Who are yerks? Like what? It it didn't really make any sense. No. Well, so no. then they become chimps. They go into the animal testing lab, which uh-huh. then they then there's the bad details of the animal testing lab, which are not good. No good. And they don't have a plan. They, they just want to get in. They have no plans for getting out. Mm-hmm. It's just, it makes no sense. And then Axe sees this part. I was like, oh, we're just going to do like one sentence about this. And then we're going to let it go for the rest of the book. Where mm-hmm. he basically is like, hey, this seems bad. <laughs> yeah. Seems like true. we shouldn't do. I don't understand why humans are doing this. They're torturing animals that seem to be just as sentient as they are. Why would they do that? That makes no sense. They're basically taxons. I will say that I don't think the Andalites have a lot of um, leverage in talking about how other species behave about uh, uh, towards yeah, other mm-hmm. species yep. because the way that they treat other species is quite bad. Apparently yep. not the species that are on their home world, just species from other planets. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not really that much better to me. Yeah, the Andalites... Like again, uh, the, the Andalite attitude towards Hork-Bajir. Pretty gross. Uh, and how they see them as weapons of like basically tools and also like being willing to wipe out the entire species is not enough to get you fired from the military. Yep. So he's he's being pretty hypocritical, but he is also yeah. saying that humans are pre- being pretty hypocritical, which yeah, is not, not wrong. wrong. Yeah. But it did seem like if you were going to do that, shouldn't that be a bigger theme of the book? Yeah, you would think. You, I, than just like a one sentence little, hey, maybe maybe animal testing is bad yeah i i just really i also just i think i don't like reading from Axe's perspective so it's hard for me to listen to him talk for too long i'm like oh shut up (laughs) yeah um i did i just want to say real quickly when they're in the like animal laboratory um the taxons come in and they fight them and (sighs) taxons are disgusting we know that and we've heard a lot about them and how scary they are but I do think they're the most useless soldiers because Axe hits one one time with a wrench and then it just explodes. Yeah, it sure does. Which he describes it as like opening dramatic. like a moist paper bag, which yep. disgusting. Um, and then the taxons come in and because one of them is damaged, they just eat it instead of doing anything else. That's the worst soldier in the world. Not good. What's mm-hmm. even the point of having a taxon if all they do is like the second anybody bleeds is they eat them. Yep. And it takes approximately whispering in the direction of a taxon to make it blow up yep they're that, the worst okay so that's that was their first plan of the book mm-hmm. and then we get to the second plan of the book which is more stupid <laughs> so if that's bad. possible it's more stupid the plan summarized is become cows to go into a slaughterhouse mm-hmm. that's the plan that's the extent of the plan they haven't gone past that and it's like they forget what happens in a slaughterhouse. And then they're surprised 
when they arrive. Okay, so I understand. So the reason that they choose to do two of them are cows, the rest of them are flies is because of the going flies into nose thing. Maybe you remember better than I do. Is there a reason they didn't just all become flies and go into cow noses? Because that would have worked, right? There's absolutely no reason. It would have worked. I thought about it several times when we were reading this. Like, I just didn't understand why it had to be accent bias in cow form and why they just couldn't all go as flies. That's it. They, they, part cows... of their plan was that they like figured out which numbers on the cows t- like ear tags which numbers were up next to go to the slaughterhouse uh-huh. they could have stopped there and been like that cow is going tomorrow let's get in its nose that's what they could have done and instead they went and took they flew there at night holding the tool to take the ear tag off collected oh the ear God. tag acquired that cow went back the next day morphed into that cow attached the ear tag forgot that neutering isn't genetic and that they would become bulls not steers which would be a dead giveaway Uh uh-huh it makes no sense i will tell you the one thing the one good thing about this plan is that the scene where they go get the morphs and the college kids like appear there yeah they're doing cow tipping so funny uh that was quite funny to me that whole sequence it was so stupid but one of the concerning it like not concerning Many, many episodes ago, I believe it was in our first season, I think it was when Dan was on the show, we talked about Andalite truth and like how Andalites as pictured on the books is not, are not the way they actually look. Right, right. And they I have think no torso book, and weak boy arms. I think this book actually really gave credence to that because when, You're when, right. because when the college kids come, he doesn't talk about like bending over. He just says the, that mm-hmm. he put his tail down and he put his arms by his side. And then he like tried to move his ear, his eyes, so they would look like horns. If he had a full ass torso, that would not be. He enough. would be way too tall. You're right. And he also you're at one absolutely point, right. He also wait. When he how morphs, tall are cows though? I think they're they're like horse size. That's not really helpful. Um, I don't know how big mm-hmm. they are. Well, this is sixty two to sixty nine inches. I also will say the other reason, the other way that this gives credence to Andalite Truth being correct is that mm-hmm. when he actually does morph a cow, um, okay, he says, I became fully Andalite, keep my upper body ducked behind Tobias, the, Tobias's bulk, which upper body, I don't know what that means. The change was far less severe than, I, than many I have endured. I began with four hooved legs and I ended with four hooved legs. I doubled, if not tripled in weight. My basic body configuration was not radically altered. And then the... Mm. the and then here are the, the things that were very different. There were still changes though. A cow tail is not at all like an andalite tail. A cow tail is no danger to anyone. And of course my arms disappeared, shriveling and withering until they seemed to suck into my body. I acquired a mouth, a very large mouth and very large nostrils and a big vacuous and big vacuous moist dark eyes. I think you're so right. So that was it. So I think- I'm back really... on the Andalite Truth website just to remind myself of some of the amazing art people have done. I think that they illustrate don't that there's have no a torso. torso. Like this, to me, to me, like the upper body bent over, that doesn't make any sense to me. It, it just in light of the fact that the only big changes were that his arms went away, his tail changed, and he has a mouth, nose, and eyes. Yep. Here, here, it looks like this. Hold on. Oh, I can't share my screen, but it's okay. Just go on andalitetruth.org and you'll see it. Yeah, like somebody took the actual Andalite picture and just Photoshopped it so that like 
they just like made them a lot smaller and then like yeah I could see that like a cow formation yeah yeah that's what I think is happening anyway so I thought that you would enjoy that that to me seems like one of the biggest things you learned this book is that you're right and do not have a torso they can't especially because right. again his basic body configuration was not radically altered if I had a torso and then the torso went away but everything else is the same I would still call my body configuration radically altered I would too I would too. If I, if I was a centaur and it became a cow, I would. Yes. That's, that seems radical to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Anyway, that was just a small thing that I thought about. Thank you. Thank you for that aside. No, I appreciate it. Um, back to the rest of the, just, back to the meat back to, back to the bad plan. Yeah. I mean, and then they get, well, I, I don't know what they go to the slaughterhouse and then, uh Oh, surprise. They're in line to be slaughtered. What was, did they expect? I was so sure. I was like, for sure. What's going to happen is they're going to like, do like when they talk about the, an- the animal lab he doesn't say specifically what he saw he just said it was bad he doesn't give like a specific like i saw this bad thing yeah so mm-hmm. i was like meatpacking plants gonna be the same thing they're gonna be like really vague because you don't want to write in this kid's book about like the graphic details of the slaughterhouse nope um and they extreme no, they detail did. they did about exactly what happens when a cow is slaughtered yeah th- yeah yeah, huh? and I think, and I'm again, I have never worked in a slaughterhouse, so why do I know? But from my understanding, it seemed pretty accurate. Same from my understanding. I don't know much like, about it, but yeah, same. It didn't seem like, oh, weird yerk slaughterhouse. Nope, science. just a regular old slaughterhouse. Yep. Yeah, it was really bad. And like to the point where Axe basically is like, a, I mean, he has a near death experience. He like is shaking, it can't stop shaking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so intense and I did not like reading it and I wanted to not read it. Nope. Me too. Same. I was upset. I had to read it. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's all I have to say about their plans. Bad plans all around. I don't support these plans. Well, and I would say they're not the only ones. They're not the only ones with bad plans because we also have the Yerks. You're also a bad plan. The Yerk plan is so bad. Honestly, sharks with ears never left them. It's the same damn thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this doesn't involve the adding of ears, which to me, I think you'll never get as good as shark ears. Sure. Um, but this but is, it is similarly bad. Idiotic. Yeah. The plan is uh, make a chemical that removes all free will from sentient creatures and then put it in the food, mm-hmm. specifically in the beef. Mm-hmm. So only the beef eaters, this will only apply to them. So theoretically, and so theoretically, people who will be affected by this plan, people who eat beef, mm-hmm. but so that won't, that means it won't include vegetarians or vegans. It yep. won't include people who just can't eat red meat for whatever reason. Or people uh, whose religion says not to eat beef. I was going to say, like, I don't know that, I, I don't think this is a kosher slaughterhouse. Yep. So <laughs> doesn't seem like Jews it. Jews aren't going to be getting this. I, well, I guess kosher Jews won't get this either. Um, yeah, it's uh, useless. Useless. Very bad plan. And then as it turns out, impossible. Can't be done. Yeah. Not scientifically feasible. And the scientists have just been lying to Visor 3 because they didn't want to get in trouble. Yes. Because Visor 3 told them, make it happen or else. Yeah. Visor 3, is he's he's just yelling and screaming, and but it's just not working. And I think that the scientist is like, oh, hum- like sentient beings are free will like you can't separate the two of those things mm-hmm. and that was it like that was kind of like the heart of the book is like you can't not be free will it all happened on one page you know okay. like 
it's one of the worst things about this book too because i would say in recent books and i would say actually a lot of these books i often don't know what's coming at the end of the book like i'll have some good guesses about like kind of where we're going to end up mm-hmm. but like I, I feel like we've had a bunch of books at least lately where i was just like i would not have pegged this book like the last book with drode mm-hmm. i had no clue we were going to end up with that situation at the end like that that was totally nuts Mm-hmm. Um, the back of this book said where we were going to end up it said there was going to yep. be they, like the back of the book said there was a drug the yerks were testing so then i knew it was coming there was no new it, information told yeah you could have just read the, the back third, of the book and been fine the third to last chapters and they brought it up so the whole book i knew that was what was going to happen because i read the back of the book and then i'm yep. being like like i know why they're there but do they know why they're there does anyone know why they're there why are we here it just took all the suspense out of it because I just knew it was going to happen. Yep. Then at a certain it would have been a good twist the if they haven't given it away. It might have been a fun twist. Yeah. It's still a bad Yerk plan, but it would have been a good reveal. Yeah. It just was nothing. It was so, I, I don't know why they did that, that back of the book. That, that was a bad choice. Yeah. I, it's really weird. Yep. They didn't say how they got out because it does seem like the way they were going to get out is fight their way out. Yep. Now they just walked out. You know, they were I, like, we have, we belong here. We work here. We're just leaving. Our shift's over. Natalie, in my brain, I was like, there was a ladder. They left through the roof. Like, I just was like, my brain was like, that had to be how they left because they couldn't fight through all the yurks. I guess they didn't. Everything was fine. Everything was fine. Um. Also, I don't know how they would get out through the biofilters without morphing again. And I don't know how they would get all the people who had been in previously trapped in cages out also. Because the Gleet biofilters, which right. destroy any DNA that doesn't well, isn't registered, like how would any, they? Any human could go in and out. Any cow could go in and out. No, it can't be any human because then. No, that's what they said. They said humans human. and cows. Yeah, no, I know, but I think for the humans, just like in the last one, it had to be like a registered human, like someone they expected to be there. Otherwise, it's not a security well, I mean, they, system. They brought them in somehow. Look, I'm just saying. No, I it mean feels. This- highly highly irregular it's not that i want this book to be longer but in pdf form this book is 61 pages the longer animorph books are 66 they could have added two or three pages about how they got out they they could have told us that yeah 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 i wouldn't have been mad about Mm -hmm. that yeah i I think actually i would have been happier with that because as it stands we have no idea how they left uh suddenly they're just at the mall it's 61 pages and we find out what the year plan is and the thing that they all all of their bad plans were for we find out on page 56 we get five pages of wrap-up that's it it was and like these these books are so often they're so fast on the wrap-up but this is too fast way too fast they could have just added one wrap-up is half a page the last chapter is half a page and it's them eating hamburgers (laughs) it's so upsetting like, we don't even know, like, the scientist who helped them, who he seems to like Andalites, I guess. I don't know. Mm, unclear. Um, so, did they, did he leave? Did he, and then is that Yerk dead now? Question mark? He he volunteers. He's like, just kill me. I'd rather be dead than go to talk to Visser 3. I, and we don't know what happens there. So, presumably, it's such a yes. Huge gap. And, like, they just left, and the Yerks, and they all, they got all the people out. And and the Yerks didn't go and murder that. I don't. That's just I don't understand. No, it and makes I no do sense. think to me it, it. I think it is pretty heavily implied that everything worked out just fine because they don't seem that traumatized. Well, I mean, I guess not if they're eating hamburgers. 
And Cassie even says we freed some humans. So they did free humans. Uh, uh, it's bad. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. I will say though, the one thing that this book did give me, aside from my confirmation of Axe's, you know, Axe looks different yeah. uh, than the coverly disbelief is uh, Axe does give just like a, a little, a little like review of Visser 3 and his leadership skills. Uh, I just wanted to highlight it because it, it made me laugh. Uh, this is after he's angry at the controllers for saying no to killing all the chimps. And he cuts someone's hand off because he's mad about it. And Axe just says, Visser 3 is not a leader who believes it is important to be popular with subordinates. And it just feels he like sure a isn't. line from a review doesn't this feel like this is like a mm-hmm. you're not getting a, a diplomatic way of saying feedback yep yes this is great feedback for Mr. three and i i know i know Mr. three is not looking for feedback but at some point in time his annual might want to consider must be coming up you know yeah might want to consider listening to this one like you know a lot of companies do peer reviews i think this is a good peer review that he's getting yeah little he, 360 review for him yep he hasn't asked for it but i think it's you know I mean, I think it's nice to have. I agree. A little feedback. I agree. A little warning that before his review, his like, you know, official review with, I don't know, with the. Well, you don't want to be surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people complain that they don't know what's happening. Like they don't know what to expect in their review. Visser 3 is getting a little heads up so that before he has his review with Visser 1 or whoever, mm-hmm. someone's giving him a little like, hey, hey, buddy. I do feel like he probably could have gleaned that himself just from the fact that he lets his subordinates eat each other. But. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe he's not that self-aware. Um, boy, yeah, you're right. That is a good line. It just made me laugh. I I uh, truly don't yeah. understand the point of this book, though. I don't know. I I I don't like, either. Was there a secret agenda here to get kids to be vegetarian and like introduce them to the the terrible cruelties of animal testing and slaughterhouses? Because that is true; those are bad things. But was that the goal in writing it? And and why would then you undermine know. it by eating burgers, you know? Yeah, I don't know. And like, there were parts of this book that I thought were kind of promising. Like there were a couple of moments of like tension between Cassie and Marco that I thought were interesting as just like ongoing threads for them where they're like, there's tension between the two of them. There's tension with like Rachel and Marco. And and like, there's some, like, there's some interesting relationship things. That I was like, oh, they're going to build on it. They're going to do something with that. And then they just didn't. They didn't. And it's really disappointing because yep. they could. And there's like and- nothing that adds to the plot. There's no new characters. There's no true conflict with the Yerks because the whole thing was not a real plan anyway. Yeah, it, it was, it reminded me in a lot of ways of like earlier books where they would have like a mission and they'd go on it and it was always just kind of, it kind of small mission. Episodic, yeah. But this was bad. And also I, like this didn't need Eric. We could have taken out, like, we've had too much of Eric right in a row, and I don't really understand what his role is now, because Mm -mm. he was more active in other books, and, like, he's just going to go back to being this weird quest giver. But, like, it just, I don't know, it didn't, it didn't make any sense that they would make this, it was just bad. I don't know what we're supposed to do with this story. No, I don't either. It was, it was really bad. I almost was like, is this going to be a thing about bad decision-making? But it wasn't that either. I don't know what it was. I just think 
you know, we made the choice to do this podcast. We, we knew they weren't all going to be winners. But when yeah. I was reading this, I had regrets. You know? Yeah. You know, and it's, I said it, I don't know if I said it in this podcast or before this podcast, but um, there have been so many good books right in this series and books that I like really thought about after I finished reading them and like books where I was like as I was reading I'm like wow this is deep uh or like the interesting character stuff and this didn't do any of that this was boring it was was boring and upsetting but not in a way that serves the plot Mm -mm, mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, like I I not always but there are books that I've read that I think have left me feeling really unsettled or upset Mm -hmm. or like uncomfortable and in a way that feels like kind of productive yeah like I'm thinking of books like like the book like with Cassie the one with Cassie uh and the year lady yeah that one was like kind of disturbing and uncomfortable but it was productive to the plot yeah or I'm thinking of like not animorphs books but things like like Handmaid's Tale the book that you read that like that is is a book that is extremely uncomfortable and challenging um and like it just like I remember reading that book and feeling like physically uncomfortable at points it's just so intense same Yep. And this feels like the writer was like, yes, I am going to make one of, not hand me sail, but like, I'm going to make something that's going to give you that. Ex- is challenged to But think. the problem is, is if you, if you make someone feel uncomfortable and then there was no point to it, like, like it didn't add to my experience, like Handmaid's Tale and books like that, the, the experience of being uncomfortable has a purpose. I don't know what the purpose was here. There's no purpose to this. And I did not enjoy that. It's just so frustrating. <laughs> It really was bad. I literally, I really have nothing else to say about this book because that nothing happened. There's nothing to, to discuss. Just these bad plans. It's also Terrible. like a rare one in that I feel like most of these books, like even like the Helmicrons, like which I don't think has a lot mm-hmm. to do with any other book around it. Was it was fun? It was like mm-hmm. like a break. Mm-hmm. Like if we're gonna have books that have yeah. nothing to do with like the main body of the plot, at least don't make at them least torturous. make it like make it a little fun like we have so much yeah. torturous sad painful stuff in the like more central plot books yeah. if we're gonna take a break and do a helmicron style like we're just doing something totally different and like have taking a little break like let's take a break like let's make take, it let's interesting take a, let's take a real break and not go to a slaughterhouse hmm? and do something weird don't don't do something yeah. to make me uncomfortable save making me physically uncomfortable for like david part two or something like that i agree i don't know this is to, bad you, i don't like this you want to go to class because we actually have a fun class topic you want to go to class Okay, let's go to class. Okay, here we are in class. This was the only part of the book that I actually smiled at. Yes. It was anytime Axe was talking about a television. He talked about TV so much. He acquired a television. Yes. And his favorite things are soap operas and commercials. I love that he thought of these messages as a TV program. Yeah, yeah. He calls the commercials, (laughs) quote, these messages, as in right after these messages it's very it's i thought that was it got a little old at the end by the, by the end of the book i was like all right i'm over this but it was i thought it was very fun i also thought it was, it was fun good. hearing about the shows that he was excited about or the shows they're talking about like he he loves young and the restless yes brady bunch he talked about that <laughs> about yeah. the, a lovely lady uh-huh um and then we also heard mention of like other shows like marco talked about buffy Mm-hmm. Um, which i was surprised about... marco is apparently a buffy fan i know i was excited though because you know i love buffy i love buffy too i just didn't kind of think he would be into no. buffy you know it makes me surprised that he makes xena references and not buffy references for rachel because i would say yeah to me rachel feels like a buffy yeah 
I agree. Actually, well, now that I think about it, actually, Zeta's Rachel feels like a faith. Yeah. Like yeah. early faith. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm glad we settled. Gay that. energy and violent. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about X Files briefly. Mention X Files. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of like really of the time shows, which is really fun. Yeah. It made me think about the shows that I liked, like when I, like a vet, and I, I wasn't watching a ton of that kind of TV at that point in time. Like I was 2000, I, no, it's 99, I was nine. I wasn't watching Buffy. Yeah. Um, but I watch a lot of that now. And I really like those shows. They're great. They're really good shows. And acts like, just like how, you know, people who engage with a lot of memes start bringing memes into uh-huh. their language he starts bringing all of that language into all the tv language into yep. how he's pretending to be a human and um i really i really like it and to your point i just want him to have a, a better variety of shows so that he can start talking yeah, like yeah, buffy yeah. and stuff because he's only talking about soap operas right now but like that could be really good he did talk about watching was it good morning america yeah uh, they, he's like they're trying to remove uh like lose interest from uh from problem areas and he's like has no <laughs> idea what he's saying not a clue what he's saying yep or uh, i loved we did the pause the like uh, soap opera pause when he was talking yeah something. the dramatic <laughs> pause so funny and there's one part where marco's like talking to i think eric or tobias and he says let him speak marco like really dramatically like they do in soap <laughs> operas and everyone just kind of stares at him like what <laughs> what huh the dramatic pause thing reminded me a lot of um i mean it's another reference to soap operas but again i think i talked about futurama before on the show but i'm talking about it again futurama mm-hmm. um they have the ro- uh, robots uh yes. soap opera on my circuits and they have the yes. actor calculon mm-hmm. and his dramatic pauses that are just way overdone that is the energy that it brought axe brought to this for me he did yes where he like a, it almost felt like the calculon talking about having a dramatic pause that's the energy it gave to me <laughs> yeah 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 i agree and i actually wouldn't mind if that comes back in other books like yeah, cinema yeah. like i thought the joke about cinnabons was gonna like just be a one-time thing but that joke has repeatedly come back if yes. we can get axe is just like a huge soap opera fan and he can't not talk about soap operas i would actually really enjoy that i would love some moments of like what time is this mission? Can we start it a little later? My soaps yeah, are Yeah, and the Restless is on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also love that they introduced me to the concept of TV Guide. Uh, uh-huh. I, I don't know if TV Guide still exists. I can't. Im- I don't think it exists on paper anymore. But like, I think it does I have, exist as a publication, but now I think it's basically just like a gossip magazine. Right. Because I have like, a strong vision of like TV Guides with, like the, and like Safeway mm-hmm. and the little like checkout line where they have it up kind of oh, over yep. the uh, little... Uh, I would open it up to thing. see what was on that night and then put it yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's such a fun reference. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times the covers had things like soap stars. Mm-hmm. So I want Axe to get into TV Guide Me for too. the little like articles about soap stars, the little pictures. That would be nice. I would enjoy those references. Can I tell you a 2020 thing about uh, soap operas? Sure. So during, you know, beginning of the pandemic, they didn't want, like they filmed so much. Those shows, they are filming constantly because they just generate like just tons and tons of content. And so at the beginning of the pandemic, they were like, fuck, what are we going to do? Because we can't they, yeah. like, make it out and act together that close. So there's a bunch of soaps that I guess we're using mannequins. Oh my God. Really? 
<laughs> yeah, I was looking up some picture the other day. Oh, I'll send you a link. Um, I'll just see you. Like, I, I don't watch soap opera, so I don't know like how much has appeared on screen, but like they, like if you were going to have the back of someone's head and the front of someone's face, like, you know, doing one yeah, of those, like, yeah, yeah, just a mannequin. I think that the idea was that you would have a mannequin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'll just send if I can find some pictures to send what you. What a but fun experience for the actors. I just, I would love to see Axe watching uh, soaps today. Wow. That's glorious. I just love soap operas too, because they have such like a peculiar sound. They do. Like the, like all the like crinkling of clothes and everything mm-hmm. is just loud. Yep. They just sound and a very like a particular visual fast, fastness, yeah. quickness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Love a good soap opera. Fastness is not a word, but you knew what I meant. No, I know what you mean. Um, that was truly a joy. That was the only part of this book that I actually was like, that's, that's fun. That's nice. Yeah. 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 Well, class two. Uh, well, Natalie, I have a proposal. Yeah. Let's go to class two and I'll tell you when we get there. All right. Natalie, uh, I know we're supposed to be in class right now, but let's break out and let's skip school. Yeah, fuck it. Let's skip school. (laughs) I cannot imagine talking about (laughs) this book. uh, And I propose that instead of talking about this book, let's talk about something else. Let's skip school by talking about other things we're reading. Yeah. What should you read instead? uh, What else can you read besides this book? Mm -mm. oh god i mean what are you reading right now i'm reading the priory of the orange tree i'm almost done do you like it do you love it oh my god it's so it's so good good. right so here's what this book gives me that this book did not um prior the orange tree gives me a lot of gayness it gives me dragons and adventure Mm -hmm. but like adventure with gays so yep and magical oranges yeah magical oranges so Mm -hmm. i highly recommend that it's very long though uh so you long. know you, it's 800 pages i think ish but it moves so, at a good clip you know yeah yeah, yeah 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 and i definitely think the first hundred i was a little bit less sure of like how into it i was mm. just because you know it's your intro stuff but uh i look forward to reading it a lot so mm-hmm. and last night i was supposed to read this book and then i read uh, Friday the orange tree and i had to read this one this morning so cool yeah yeah it's really good uh it's so good i, pff, I love that book um I'm I've been really into um like heist books mm-hmm. and and mystery books. I've read a lot of Agatha Christie. Oh yeah, love a love a Poirot. I'm not so into the Mrs. Marple, but I love a Poirot. Poirot's classic. Oh, love him so much. And right now I'm also reading um the Rogues of the Republic, which is another like heist series. It's very funny. Uh-huh. Um, it's like a fantasy heist situation. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm reading something else. What else am I reading? Oh, I'm reading another book. Um, I told I forget what it's called. Whatever, it's fine. I have okay. I have like five books open at any given point, and I only remember two at most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so how about this? If you like a book with mm-hmm. characters who have bad plans and are mm. trying their best to make bad decisions sometimes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and books where plans just go chaotically wrong sometimes. Uh, I, mean, I have a book recommendation. Republic. That's a good. So I was thinking in the vein of this book, right? Where like, yeah, we got bad plans. Yeah, we got characters who are doing their best. They're fucking yeah. it up, uh, and we got things going wrong, but in just the worst ways. Yeah. Um, a book that I have? just read that I really, really loved. I have thought about it ever since I finished reading it last week. Outlawed. It's I think really new. I think it just came out um, maybe this year, end of last year, mm-hmm. uh, and it's about uh, like late 
1800s but sort of alternate universe where like a lot of women are barren and it's like you know old west towns where uh this the main character um turns out to be turns up barren basically and she ends up having to run away to join a gang uh it's also very clear because most of what i read is very clear um and they have just a lot of chaotic plans it's really really good the ending is very satisfying but it's got chaos plans it's got characters who are lovable but have some flaws Mm. uh it has a uh just just a lot of chaos um and, and you know what a lot of disguises so if you like the disguising aspect of Animorphs, I'm going to call morphing disguising. It's got that it, part yeah. too. Okay, cool. It's very, like, very I just good. realized we should like say who the authors of these books are. So oh, Outlawed yeah. by Anna North. Yes. Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon. And yes. I said Rogues of the Republic, which is by um, Patrick Weeks. Yeah. There you go. I'm also about to read Carmilla, which is a very old book from like the, it's like a lesbian yeah, vampire book, one. but I'm yeah. reading the edition that was edited by Carmen Maria Machado, who wrote her, uh, her, who wrote with, uh, in the dream house, something else, but I'm reading for my book club and I'm nice. excited about lesbian vampires. Uh, love a lesbian vampire book. I have so. one more recommendation. Yeah, yeah. I also read it at the beginning of this year and it has popped into my mind a lot. Mexican Gothic. By oh, Sylvia Moreno Garcia. Oh my, she's great. Read a lot of her stuff. This book is so good. Great twists. Mm-hmm. Very dramatic. The title accurate. Mexican Gothic. Mm-hmm. It's about a haunted house, read... basically. She also wrote. Um, uh, I can see the cover of my brain. Of Jade. Jade. Uh, Jade. Hold on a second. Gods of Jade, Jade and Shadow. That's it. Yes. Also great. It's really good. Okay, anyway. well, that's what we got for book recommendations. Those some some alternatives. Maybe I'll try to remember to put this on social media. Yeah, <laughs> just skip this book. Don't read this in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I would if say, you're going to read the Animorphs, just skip this one. I would say, yeah, I think that it's a strong, like, I would say it's fun to read the Animorphs. Don't read this one. Mm-hmm. Um, read any of those other books. All Anything of the books, else. it's up to you. But yep. I think these are some good ones. I think we've got some, if you like the heisty bad plans aspect i think for both of us have brought a, a pretty good recommendation for an alternative yep uh yeah go read something else please okay Dwayne. at the beginning before we started recording you told me that you were not going to tell me what's happening in the next book but now's the time <laughs> tell me <laughs> tell me the thing that you were so excited to tell me uh okay so this next book it's called the sickness it's Ooh, a cassie book bad start okay it's a cassie book um uh, the little tagline is Cassie is about to make a change for the better. Now, would you like to make a guess at what her morph is? Oh God, I don't know. Something horrible and bad. I'm sure. Is it a spider? It's a yerk. It's a yerk. It's a yerk. <laughs> what? She's morphing into a yerk. She's morphing into a yerk. That's uh, really not where I expected it to go. I think it's a yerk. Yes, on, it's definitely a yerk. And the little inside cover is a bunch of yurks swimming around and then one yurk in a little pool or not in the pool, in like a little cage inside the pool. Oh my God. Is she yes. going to go meet her friend? Uh, well, I will tell you because I'm now uh, reading the back of the book. Okay. Something is very wrong with Axe. Yeah, we all know. He's sick and the animorphs don't know what to do about it. They can't take him to a hospital. They don't know how to contact the Andalite homeworld and Axe is dying. 
Cassie and the other animals come up with a plan, but it involves finding a new way into the Yerk pool. There's just one problem. Jake, Rachel, Tobias, and Marco come down with Axe's sickness, Axe's sickness. And now, for the first time, Cassie is on her own. I mean, actually, that sounds fine. Cassie's probably going to do well on her own. Yeah, she'll be all right. Um, I mean, it's stressful for Cassie, but she okay. could do it. Yeah. Maybe she will see her Yerk friend. That would be neat. I would be really into that. Me too. I, okay, I kind of like this going to be Cassie in the Yerk pool, because Cassie's the one who's like starting to develop like empathy yeah. for the Yerks. All right. I, I'm kind of excited for that book, actually. I hope yeah, that's no, a good one coming off I just of saw the cover. One. I just saw the cover and I was like, oh, I think that isn't a fun reaction to hearing about this is the cover. You were right. The cover is gross, though. I will say, Yerks are gross looking. All right. Homework. Read The Sickness. Yeah. Terrible yeah. name. Ter- terrible name. It's quite bad. Not a fan. Okay. Well, if you want to find us, we're on Instagram at The Book Report Pod. Mm-hmm. If you want to find us on Facebook, we're on just The Book Report. Yep. Uh, you can email us at weloveanamorphs at gmail.com. Don't send us spoilers. If you do, throw a spoiler in the subject line or something so we know. Um, that's it. Yeah. Subscribe, follow, Rate give review. us a review. Five stars. Five homework. stars. Yep. And read the book. Don't read this one. Don't don't read We apologize for assigning it last week. We do. Retroactive apology. Huh. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. Bye. talk about when we get to that section about i'm enjoying this as an as a process but then occasionally we get to these books and i'm like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. what have we done